to reach a, a equilibrium, I will say we need to sell about two or three more clients. And, and with that, the company is set. Uh, I will say we're fine for the year. And I, and I think the company is going to be ready to kind of reach equilibrium probably by the end of this year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Miguel Buholtz. He is the he has 12 years of software engineering experience and six as an entrepreneur, founding his current company, Variacode, which is at ITAS, co-founding Tutin.cl and Uber for last mile operation organ optimization uh, SaaS for big companies, and Septennial, a SaaS reg tech that helps financial institutions fight corruption, money laundering, and fraud. Miguel, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So variacode.com, that's V-A-R-I-A code.com. Help us understand what's the company doing? Who are you selling to? Yeah, well, we export, uh, we're based in Chile. We export about 80% to the US. And what we do is we help companies to have a partner in IT, DevOps, uh, SRE, uh, you know, as a service. So it means we provide a flat fee. Uh, for that kind of uh, services. Okay. And okay, so this is not a SaaS business. No, it's it's not a SaaS business, uh, Veracode, but the, the one that is a SaaS business is uh, Septinel. Septinel is a child of Veracode. Um, Septinel was uh, founded about uh, three years ago and received a $1 million investment from uh, HCS Capital based in Miami. And that that is a SaaS business, uh, and it's a child of Virago. Let's talk. Let's focus on Septennial then. So, what does the company do, and and what do you sell? Yeah, basically, what we sell we sell a software that uh, as a service that provides uh, financial institutions with uh, reg tech capabilities. Reg tech is a very new term that is a subset of uh, fintech. Basically, what it does is helps automate uh, regulation compliance for financial institutions. And can you maybe talk about how a specifically how a customer uses you? Can you name a customer? Yeah, of course. Um, we have one customer, one big customer that, that is uh, La Reindial. Uh, usually, our customers are brokerage houses or stock exchanges or banks. 
Uh, we have about six customers uh, here in Chile. And uh, basically what we do is we provide them uh, with a SaaS that has a visual programming so they can um, create all the compliant rules for, let's say, anti-fraud, uh, let's say, uh, anti-money laundering, um, and, and uh, a, a lot more uh, rules that usually the, um, the regulators ask these financial institutions. And what do these six customers pay you per month on average for this? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, on average, it's $1,000. And on top of that, we provide uh, prof uh, uh, professional services. Like if a customer doesn't know how to create those rules, we can provide people to do, to do that and help okay. them. So the business was founded in 2017. Today has yeah, six yeah. customers and you're doing about $6,000 a month in pure SaaS revenue. Is that right? Yeah. When you add on professional services revenue, how much revenue does the company do? About 10K. Per month? Okay. Yeah. So 4,000 a month in professional services. Now, you, you raised a million bucks to build this company. So does it make, I mean, how big do you have to grow the company so that you can get your investors a return? Um, to, to reach a, a equilibrium, I will say we need to sell about uh, two or three more clients. And, and with that, the company is set. Right now, we have all the, all the years set. So um, uh, I will say we are fine for the year. But, uh, um, but, and, I, and I think the company is going to be ready to, to, to kind of reach equilibrium probably by the end of this year. What do you mean, Miguel, what do you mean equilibrium? I, um, sorry, just, uh, I'm a developer, so I, I am not a business person. I mean, all the costs are going to be, um, uh, are going to be, uh, you're, uh, you're talking break even, uh, break even. Yes. So how much money are you burning? How much money are you losing per month right now? About 15 K five zero or one five. Uh, one five. Okay, fifteen thousand. And uh, okay, but that still doesn't answer the question. H how big do you think you have to grow the company to earn your investors a return? They put money, a million dollars, in at a certain valuation. Yeah, but th that's a tricky question. I will say, I will say, um, I will say, we need to grow about about eight times. I will say, but. To, to get what it expected of the company. But reaching break even, I will say the investors will be cool about it. But you know, be, being cool about that company is it's not a, a great investment. So I will say uh, eight times is the number. Eight, so grow your revenue eight times? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so, so um, and, and, why do you feel like that's the number where investors will go, okay, you know, the, basically what you're optimizing for is either you have to sell the company to get your investors a return or you have to yeah, do a yeah. bigger round of financing and just keep, I mean, you're on the venture track at this point, right? So I assume you want to keep growing and not exit in a year. Yeah, no, exit is expected in about five to 10 years. As a, I will say kind of the normal between quotes, life cycle of a, of a startup. Um, 
So, so we expect more rounds, but we are really expecting to continue uh, from now on trying to do bootstrapping. That is trying not to have more invest, investment rounds uh, because we simply don't do not think it's necessary. Um, uh, we we think the the all the tendency to uh, for automation uh, it's it's it kind of setting in the world right now. So everyone is actually still looking at value in automation. Miguel, if you're doing six thousand dollars a month today in revenue, what were you doing a year ago? A year ago was um, like uh, three thousand dollars a month. So so and how much of the million dollars have you spent so far? I will say we are in about seventy um, percent. You've spent seventy percent. Yeah. So, uh, so a year ago you were doing three grand a month. Today you're doing yeah. six grand a month. So you've spent seven hundred thousand dollars to add three thousand dollars a month in new revenue. We actually, we actually spent um, that amount in two years because we we got about two years ago the investment, and and two years ago. We didn't have any revenue at all. We have like a thousand dollars. Well, Miguel, still, I mean, you're an engineer. Do the math. You spent seven hundred thousand dollars, and you now have a six. You're just, I mean, you're doing six thousand dollars a month in revenue. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, um, I know. Your, uh, I get your point, and it's it's completely valid. Uh, the the whole the whole idea of this investment was to um, get a better product, and right now. I will say after a year and a half, we do have a product that is a package that we can actually deliver to clients and it's going to function fully automatic. So it, it wasn't the main reason to, to get more clients. The main reason for that investment was to get a better product. But isn't the ultimate yeah, isn't the ultimate measurement of a better product if people are willing to pay for it? You only have six people that are willing yeah. to pay a thousand dollars a month for this product you spent almost a million dollars building. Yeah, you're correct. You're correct, and we are seeing that uh, in this year, actually 2020, has been the the best year. Um, we to, in order to get to three clients, it took us about a. Uh, a year and a half in order to get to to the next six clients, and and I'm talking B2B financial clients. The the times to get those clients vary from um, six months to twelve months. It's a very very rough um, uh, clientele. So we in 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 the third of the time we got three more clients, and now we are actually I will say is the first time in this company we have this many prospects like valid valid actual prospects we have a um, we have a, a a very big uh chunk of possible clients right now and we have never seen that before actually prospects are coming to us that is something uh in previous years uh didn't happen so i will say uh uh i will say things are tuning up uh very good this year um for us uh um, independent from the situation, the world is 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 situated. In yeah, I understand you're in a space that requires a lot of investment to get a minimum viable product out. You've got to have security things in place. The technology's got to be in place. You've got to add a real value, and then compound that with the fact that sales cycles are very long. 
I know plenty of fintech companies that spend way more than $700,000 before they have a dollar of revenue. So I understand where you're coming from, but help us see the path, right? I mean, how do you get to a million dollars a year in revenue? Yeah. Um, right now, what we are doing is basically just pushing sales uh, right now, this year. This year is, is sales year. Uh, so you have a salesperson. There's a who's you. How many salespeople on the team? We have we have actually three people in the team that is uh, that are sales and uh, another six that are engineering. Are the three salespeople? Do they all have a quota? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're we're working on that um, uh, on the quotas. Um, the quota for this year was, I will say, very light. It was just break even. Uh, we are real ready. What does that mean, uh, Miguel? Uh, break even quota. Yeah, the break even quota is just getting two to three clients for the rest of the year. And I know it's not. I will say it's not that. Um, um, it's not much, but it's important to kind of set the set the 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 company in a in a in a, in a stable ground. Miguel, but that's so not, what? in my opinion, that's not stable though. That's, that's like, that's like ultimate sandbag. Three salespeople and you want them to each add one new customer this entire year that pays a grand a month. That's nothing. That doesn't even pay their salary. Oh yeah, that, that will do. That will do. That will pay their salary. Maybe, maybe I'm not explaining too well and, um, you're telling me you're telling me that you want to get three. Correct me here where I'm wrong. You want to get three new customers this year in 2020 that each pay on average a grand per month. So that's twelve thousand dollars per year. That's the contract value. That there's no way that covers a salesperson's salary, even base salary. Um. Yeah. Uh, taking into account, we are based in South America, so salaries are are a little different from. From the U.S. So you pay your salespeople less than twelve thousand dollars in terms of a base pay each year. Yeah, that is base pay. Uh, we we have um, a very, I will say, um, kind of a competitive uh, percentages, commissions included in that, and and also take into account. I'm just talking about the minimum. Meaning that there's a lot of services that we can provide on top of that. Our last client just uh, bring uh, into into the company about uh, 60k. Um, so, and and that is the license plus all the professional services that we provide. So I, I was maybe maybe I didn't explain too well, but I was just talking about the minimums. Um, but on top of that, we do have a lot of additional services, like the constructions of those rules. I think that makes sense if you decided to stay bootstrapped and build a highly profitable sort of business. But the second you take a million dollars of investor money, that you've got to be growing at your stage way more than 100% year over year. I mean, you should have taken three grand a month up to $30,000 a month in a 12 month period. Um, so like I get the idea of professional services to help cash flow, but you don't have a cash issue because you raised a million dollars. Like that cash is to build something, you know, obviously more scalable as I imagine what your VCs would say at a board meeting. Yeah. Um, as I, as I mentioned, uh, it's, it, it was, uh, 
it, it was money to invest in the product. Uh, I will say we are 90% product complete. The product is very, um, very complete. All the dream that we had like three years ago uh, is now done. The clients are actually uh, very convinced. The, the prospects are convinced with the with the product. The product is selling itself right now. So I, I what do you mean, Miguel? How is the product selling? It you have six customers over a two year period, and you have three salespeople, and you want them to sell one new customer per year. How can you say the product is selling itself? Because we in this year we just did uh, three sales uh, in, in where we did little to a little effort. The client was the one actually looking for us, like sending emails, uh, actually doing a, a buy. We didn't actually did much of a sale. It was a, a it was a buy. But I I understand your point, and um, uh, yeah, certainly this rest of the year we are going to probably push it a little further for for sales now that the product is completely what what does churn look like today have any customers started paying monthly and then stopped no churn hasn't happened um uh, this product generates a lot of stickiness because there is there is an investment in business logic from the client put into the product so it generates uh, a sort of stickiness to the the client process yeah that that is an advantage to professional services up front is they're paying you a big chunk of money to get all the integrations done. They're way less likely to leave after they've paid all that money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very good, Miguel. Well, listen, we're rooting for you. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Yeah. Favorite business book is uh, zero to one by uh, Blake uh, Masters and Peter Thiel. That I will say is my favorite. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah. Right now is uh, Elon Musk. Because of the drive, I will say mostly. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? It will, it will sound very kind of boring, but it's it's Google uh, Google Apps, the 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 Google G Suite. Uh, it's it's very complete. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, yeah, you wouldn't believe it, but it's it's actually eight hours. That's great. I believe it. What's your situation? Married, single, kids? I'm married. No kids. No kids. And how old are you? I'm I'm very good. I'm I and I'm thirty I'm thirty-four. Thirty-four. Last question. What is something that you wish you knew when you were twenty years old? Well, uh, start earlier. Guys, start earlier. Septennial is a fintech play Miguel is building. Started off and has a nice combination of professional services revenue and software revenue. The software revenue is about six grand a month. Professional services, four grand a month. They've got, again, six customers paying right now. They've raised a million dollars to do this. He spent already about 700 grand of that getting the product to where it is today. Now hopes to scale more rapidly so he can grow into that valuation. Churn is non-existent because the customer spends so much money getting the product integrated. The stickiness is extremely high. Miguel, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.